Hello, hello, hello. Shalom, 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 everybody. Shalom, shalom, shalom. Um, it is not Saturday Sabbath, which is when I usually uh, teach the word. Today is more of a personal experience, a personal share. Um, I wanted to share and speak about how we allow people to speak life into us. Sorry, my nose is a little stuffy. I just dusted my entire house and I don't know, that always happens, right? So when you hear like someone say speak life, right? You think in a way that that could be good, right? Because it's like life, like living, you know, good things. But we also have to understand that people have the power to speak a bad life over you as well. And I want to take you on a little journey. So when I was about eight or nine years old, um, it had been maybe a year or two since my grandmother, who I was very close with, had passed away. And I guess maybe I started to pick up weight as a child, but I wasn't a very big child. Like I have a lot of pictures of myself and I wasn't a big child. But when you're in a low vibrational family um, who comes from generations and generations of hurt and pain and disdain and, you know, uh, degrading humility, like all those different, all those different uh, attributes that make up a person, right? It gets passed down and it was kind of passed down to me. Um, like if I would do something wrong around the house, I would be called like a fat bee. They would say like, oh, you fat bee or you're like, like even like the patriarch would be like, oh, you fat pig, you know, and then I go to school and in school I had like, you know, of course I had some friends and the people who weren't my friends were usually people who tried to bully me. And they'd always say to me, like, oh, yeah, you're the Titanic, you're the Titanic, or something like that. And again, I have pictures of myself and I wasn't that big. So I really want you to listen to that, right? So as I got older, I started to face more loss, more deceptions, more betrayals, and non-stop put downs I mean non-stop put downs I mean like everywhere that I would go almost it was like eventually it became a war zone and not a physical war zone right like I've never really been in a physical thing you know maybe since junior high school I've never really gotten to any fights or anything but but it was like a mental and psychological war zone. And I didn't notice that though I was strong and like kind of, I took whatever everybody said about me, you know, like I wouldn't be anything, you know, like my mom doesn't care about me. My dad doesn't care about me. Um, you know, like, like I should just get on welfare, all these different things. I, I just took it. I, I took it, you know, and some most of the time it made me cry because I've always been a very emotional person even though I come across as not but it's just because I'm very logical as well like so 
I would hear these things and I would stand strong, you know, in face, but behind closed doors, I would cry. I would cry and I would cry and cry and cry. And it's like I would hear those words being repeated over and over again in my mind. So it was like they were speaking a life into me, but it wasn't my destined life, right? Like they were speaking it into me to be fat when I was not. And as my life progressed, you know what happened to me after eating all of those, all of those harmful words and, and, and thoughts and, and comments that people made towards me? Eventually, with more and more pain and more and more trauma, I became like extremely big. I gained at least 100 pounds. And it was because this stuff was hidden in my subconscious. Why? Because when people would say mean things to me, I'd go hide and cry and go eat. Isn't that something? It's a conundrum. It's a paradox. Right? So, we have to be careful. One, about what we say to each other. Right? Like, it's not a joke to say something that's harmful or mean to someone. Making jokes off of someone's color or their weight or how they look like that's not even funny you know what i'm saying like if somebody's dressing really silly then that's funny like you could change your clothes you know what i'm saying if somebody did something really silly then that's funny like you could you could change that you could never do that again you know what i mean like but talking about someone's appearance and things that they cannot change is very harmful especially for that to begin to happen at a young age, which in our communities, we do that and we think it's funny, but it's really not. It's from slavery. It's from slavery. It's from us trying to make light out of bad conditions. But now that we are no longer in captivity, we kept, we kind of like capture each other in these mental prisons now. Now we work for the, for the slave masters now. We're the new slave masters enslaving each other with these mental and psychological warfares. Right? And it was even put on my spirit to think 10, 10 on the clock. It was even put on the spirit to, for me to think like, okay, well, even like some of my like family and stuff who are gay, right? I think about some of the stuff that they went through because I've I've pretty much been raised around majority of my family so I I know a lot of people's experiences and I remember like let's say if like let's say if my cousin would want to play Barbies with me or something you know like I'd be just annoyed because it's like hey this is my stuff you know what I'm saying I, I never said that, like this was for girls or anything like that but I'm just like this is my stuff. I don't even have anything. You know what I mean? Like, just super selfish. But I would notice that the other people would, like, say things like, like, oh, like, that's gay, and you're gay, and you're gay, and you're, like, you know what I mean? Like, continuous, like, oh, that's that's gay. That's that's for girls. That Boys don't do that. Boys don't do this. Boys, you know what I mean? And it was crazy to see that as he got older, he turned gay. But it's because you spoke that life over him. You spoke that life over him. Naturally, we're all gay. We're all happy people. 
we're all people who have a love and affection towards the same sex. I love women. I love when women are so beautiful. Women, women that's really in their power are something serious, right? But that doesn't mean that I have to do negative behaviors with this woman, right? No, I can just love her. I can love her and she can love me and we can exist. But when we have that dark spirit around us to taint us, it then begins to push us into certain lifestyles, right? Speaking life. It pushes us into these lifestyles that makes us commit to darkness. So for me, with this eating disorder, was them pushing it on to me, onto me for me to commit to gluttony, to greed, not even being hungry and eating to try and satisfy the feelings of sadness and pain that I just felt. Think about it. Think about in your life. What has been spoken over you? What mental chains have been bonded on you unwillingly, but yet show up in your life? Right? This is super important. This is super important, and this is super important for us to really look within ourselves and find it. You have to find it, because if you don't find it, then it gets to just control you. It gets to just control you and rule over you. And you're thinking it's you. You're like, oh, well, this is me. No, that's wounded you. That's hurt you. That's obstructed you. That's abandoned you. That's not the real you who the Most High designed you to be. When the Most High spoke life over us as before he conceived us in our mother's womb, it wasn't like this. Right? And I noticed that it became a karmic cycle because it was taking over my life. So, for example, a lot of my partners who I would be with when... And injustice had occurred, and you know I'm going to stand up for, for justice. So when an injustice had occurred, instead of them apologizing to me, they started to do what my family did to me when I was a kid. They would humiliate me. One of my exes, and this is the craziest thing, because like, still to this day, it's hard to remove that thought out of my brain. One of my exes had a child with someone else. And the child ended up not even being his, but... He got mad at me because I'm like, hey, like it's, it's heavy on my heart that you should just look into it. Just look into it. I don't know. Just look into it. You know what he told me? That I was jealous that she could do what I can't do. Oh, huh? made fun of my fertility. Two days after he just went with me to do a painful procedure where they ran dye up my tubes. To see if I could have a child and my tubes were fine. But do you see that? Right? I had another ex. I had another ex where we got into an argument because he wanted me to like sign over my life to him. And I'm like, we're not married. We're not married. First of all, you got me living in sin. You got me living in sin. One. Two. I'm just not, I'm not doing what you want me to do. What? So you know what he told me when he got mad? He called me a fat B. Ironically, same exact word, same, same tone. 
even as the people in my family who had hurt me. So you see what I mean? And what did it do? You know what it did this time around, though? Nothing. Nothing. Because I looked at him and I said, oh, yeah, this is a test. Watch I pass this with flying colors. Because I found it. Somewhere along my journey, during my discoveries of who I am, I found the pain that was hiding within me. And I conferenced with my inner child through meditation. And I said, are you okay? This little girl balled up, like a, like a, balled up like a fetus. Just, just sad, just scared, just, you know, like, like, like a child in the wilderness who's been by themselves and they're afraid of humans. I was afraid of me. I was afraid of myself. And I asked my inner child, I said, are you okay? What do you need from me? How can I help you? How can I parent you? How can I be the parent that we've never had? How can I love you? I put all my love. I, I used to. I used to put all my love into relationships. Like trying to be, give this person all my love. Give that person all my love. My family, my boyfriends, my coworkers, my students. I would give everybody all my love, all my care, all my nurturing. And when it came to me, nothing. Right? So... In my experiences, I learned what I was capable of. I learned that I was capable of unconditional love. So I placed it upon myself for the first time. Putting myself first, loving myself first. The assignment today, when you hear this, whenever you hear this, this is for you. Get a notebook. Okay, get a notebook and put it beside you. You need to sit down. No distractions. All right. Preferably if you have children, do this when they're sleeping. Okay. You need to sit down and you need to close your eyes. And it might take a while because it's going to feel weird, right? Like it's going to feel mad weird. Like all of us, your mind's going to start racing a million thoughts. That's okay. Let those thoughts pass. Let them pass. Don't try to hide them away. Don't try to close them down. Don't try to change them. Let them pass. Eventually, it gets quiet, right? Like, like let's say if you're cooking and then something starts to burn and there's a lot of smoke. Eventually, the smoke clears and you can see again. Same thing with our brains, okay? And eventually, when that smoke clears, when those thoughts clear, you get access to your inner child, your inner child appears. And when you see them, you need to ask them, how can I love you? What do you need from me? How can I assist you? How can I heal you? And you'll be shocked to know that your inner child will reply and they will tell you everything. They will tell you your first hurts, 
your first pains and you see how you asked how can i heal you but they're telling you pain yeah because they're stuck there they're stuck there they need help you need to help them now now that you've been built you're stronger you're wiser you're a better parent right or you're a better uh, you're a better woman you're a better man now right you have you know what's right and what's wrong now right so when they start to tell you these scenarios you need to tell your inner child you know what none of these are your fault none of these are your fault okay none of this pain is your fault You're innocent. You're a child. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to apologize for all the things that we couldn't control. I'll take accountability. Okay? And at that point, you begin to create a relationship with yourself that you've never had before. All of a sudden, joy is coming freely. You just wake up joyful. Why? Because now you and your inner child are in alignment. Y'all on the same team now. It's not your inner child low-key working against you because they're just used to bad things, bad people, bad vibes. So if you're distrustful like I was, I was very distrustful. And I wasn't distrustful because I had gotten like cheated on or anything. You know, at least that's another that's another video or another episode. But it was because I was so used to other humans who had claimed to love me, hurt me. Right. So it was like, okay, well, if the people who say that they love me, treat me like this and I know that's not right, then how could somebody who. You know, how could somebody who doesn't really know me like that love me? But I found in my journey that actually people who meet me now, who I make my own relationships with, they love me, they adore me, they value me, they want to hear from me, they want to know what's going on with you, what's on your podcast, what are you talking about, right? My own people, my own people don't even ask about my podcast. My own people don't even care to know that I have the gift of hearing directly from the Most High. And you know what? That doesn't matter. Maybe it's not for them. It's not for them. And you know what? You're not for everybody. And that's okay. Gravitate towards your soul tribe. When you unlock and heal your inner child, your soul tribe begins to appear. Your perfect partner begins to appear. Your, your life, your destined life, your purpose begins to appear. In astrology, we call that unlocking your north node. Your north node is your goal, the reason why you're here, your purpose. What are you here to do? Right? Your south node is a reflection of all your past lives and things that you've been through. So when you come in, right, you kind of operate in your south node, which is obviously lower level. What's down, down, uh, like root, root chakra, sacral chakra, right? Like you're stuck in the very basics of being a human. 
you're stuck in a very basic operation, operational system of lower vibrations, right? But when you heal and you unlock those chakras one by one, one by one, one by one, and you move up and up and up and up, eventually you get crowned. Your crown chakra opens. And that is your direct alignment with the most high. You get crowned. Okay? So, I know this was super long. Um, I know it's supposed to be just like a little word or whatever. But I just really, really, really wanted to bring that to your attention. Because it was brought to my attention today by the Holy Spirit. Be careful who speaks over your life and be careful what you speak into the lives of others. Speak life, speak prosperity, speak good health, right? Like my favorite song, God favors me, right? We have to start coming back. Like the new Jerusalem is coming and this type of behavior, it will not exist there. So if you don't know any other words to say to address someone, you better learn. If your vocabulary is lower level, you need to get a dictionary and start reading. Start reading books. People say the most unnecessary things. Christ says that if someone asks you something, your answer should be yes or no. Because anything else comes from the devil. And that's a fact. Because that means that you just need to stick to the facts. And a lot of people in my life hated me for that because I just naturally stuck to the facts because I knew that words hurt. Right? As I got older and older and older, I'm like, wait, nah, words words are serious, huh? Yeah, because words are your sword. You know, like in Ephesians 6, when he's, when they say put on the armor of God, your word, your tongue is your sword. It cuts. It pierces. So they say sticks and stones, but words do hurt. Words hurt horribly. Words are probably worse. They say in abuse, in women who are facing domestic abuse, they say that mental and mental Emotional and psychological abuse are even worse than financial and physical abuse. Why? Because they're long-lasting now. Those bruises heal. They're not right. I'm not saying it's right. But those bruises heal. Right? Eventually they're gone. But the trauma, the trauma from feeling scared, the trauma from being striked, all those things remain. Right? That's how I, when you see some abused women around their partner, they, they flinch. When they see him getting mad or see him coming towards them, they flinch. Why? That's, that's your inner child trying to protect you. But let's stop getting into those type of situations, right? When somebody doesn't speak to you with care or treat you gently or treat you with kindness or treat you with respect and humility, get them out of your life. That's why we're not supposed to be committing to these relationships with these people just based off of sexual attraction. Because what is that? A lower vibrational relationship. So how do you expect those people to show up for you? 
How are they to show up for you? If they don't even know how to show up for themselves, if they come from a background of hurt, damaged, traumatized people from slavery, I'm talking about generational curses, I'm talking about, how would you think they're going to treat you? And vice versa. We need to start healing. We need to start healing and stop playing around with healing. Like everybody's like, oh yeah, this good diet, that good diet. I did all my life on diets. I done went vegan, seriously went vegan, seriously went vegetarian, all these different diets and it didn't help because the problem was not on the surface. It was beneath the surface. It was beneath the seen. It was the unseen. And the unseen is more powerful. You should know this if you believe in the most high. The new Jerusalem to come is not good. This type of lower level behaviors that we have for each other, the disrespect, the, 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 the not having common courtesy for each other, not being gentle with each other, not being truthful with each other, not, you know, being, being straightforward with each other. All those evils will not exist. And if you are a person committing those evils, you will not exist. Straight up. If you are a person that is a user or if you attract users, find it in your life. Find it in your, in your childhood. When did, you, when did somebody use you, use you up to the point to where you were so empty that you could never be filled now? If you are an abuser, or if you use abusive language or any kind of abuse that you commit, which we all, subcon- we all subconsciously partake in these behaviors, you need to go and find it. Where did somebody abuse you? Where did somebody abuse you? Because you need to go back to that moment and heal it. You're not a child anymore. You have responsibility now. You've learned now. You know right from wrong now. You're in control. So if you choose to do these negative things, what do you really think is going to happen to you? You are choosing darkness. Then darkness shall come upon your life. Why? Because you're speaking that life on you. But when a situation comes up with somebody, you speak your truth. Hey, this is, the, this is what happened. This is how I feel. And this is, period, this is done, done. We don't need to do the insults and things like that. We don't need to do that. An insult is, the diff, is a huge difference between someone being straightforward or blunt with you. Now, we have some people who are super sensitive. If you tell them anything that goes against their high, high inf- highly inflated ego, they're immediately either uh, devastated or they're angry or they're, or they're, or, you know, like all these, <laughs> what? We need to let that go. Let that go. Stop building yourself up. We're not children anymore. And the older I get, the older I get, I'm realizing that it's nothing but a bunch of children running around in adult bodies. Children. 
broken children running around in adult bodies. So now we have these big, huge adults breaking other people now. We have become the monsters now. The monster's not under the bed. You, you, you watch, you watch uh, Scooby-Doo, right? We've all watched Scooby-Doo. When, they, when the boogeyman appears and they take off the mask, who is it? A big-ass human. Unveil. Unveil yourself. Because the veil right now between the spiritual world and the physical world is getting thinner and thinner every day. You cannot choose to partake in some evils and then judge the rest. If you are evil at all, trust and believe that evil will return to you. That's how the law of karma works. That's how universal law works. When a tree dies, another tree is right behind it to replace it. You put out bad energy, another bad energy is coming right back out to replace it. But if you put out good Good deeds come back. Good energy comes back. Good conversations come back. Good healing comes back. Every decision that we make with our lives determine what tomorrow will bring. You want to sit down and have dark thoughts all day. You are speaking that into existence. So then when dark things do happen to you, you're like, oh, yeah, this is confirmation bias. You're like, oh, yeah, well, I thought that that was going to happen. And look, it did. Yeah, because you wanted it to happen because you're not used to good. You're not used to righteousness. But I tell you this. All evils are being destroyed upon this earth. The righteous will no longer have to get angry with people anymore. No longer have to lower their vibrations anymore. Because all evil people will not exist. They are not allowed to exist around the most high. So when I see people who do evil consciously, I say, well, damn. And you a Christian? You believe in God? Because the fear of God means the fear of your own behaviors, right? So that means that like if I want to slap somebody, I'm, I'm going to know, nah, I probably shouldn't do that. Because one, God is always watching and taking account of everything. So therefore, if God's taking account of this, then I must know that if I put this out, it's possible that I'm going to get this back. That is the fear of God, the fear of karmic law, the fear of justice, because God is a just God. If you do wrong, the most high will get you back. I promise. Whether it be upon your generation now or the generations to come, but somebody's going to pay. So how about we start investing into good things now? So that when our next generation comes, they have a better world, a better life. People talk about making a better life for their kids by making money. You're making money, but you're an evil person. So now, how does that balance off? Because now, instead of having one evil person, now we got a bunch of evil people now from you. 
Heal yourself so your kids don't have to heal from you. New earth is coming. The new earth is being birthed as we speak. You either get in alignment with Christ consciousness, with higher elevation, or you will cease to exist. Hurt people, hurt people. Love the people, love people. Choose your team. Choose what side you're going to play on. Because I'll tell you this. No matter what, the game has already been won by the Most High. And the Most High only operates in love. Stay blessed.